And we're back for another episode of Startup Hustle, a podcast for entrepreneurs by entrepreneurs. If you want to start, own, or build a business, then you're in the right place. We bring you the real truth about what it's like to take something from concept to launch, from growth, innovation, experience, failing, or winning big, we've got you covered. So let's get down to business with another episode of Startup Hustle, brought to you by Fullscale.io. What's up, hustlers? Welcome back. This is Andrew, founder of Marknology, host on today's episode of Startup Hustle, covering all things e-commerce, Amazon, uh, entrepreneurship. This is a podcast by founders for founders. Super excited about our guest today. He's a friend. He's a colleague. Um, before I introduce him, a shout out to our sponsor for today's episode, Fullscale.io, helping you build software teams quickly and affordably. David Dayon, welcome to the show. How are we doing, Andrew? Thank you for having me. I am excited to be here. Yeah, I'm super excited to have you. We've been waiting a minute to get this one scheduled, but um, you know, we have way, we've had way more conversations before this one, so we'll try to give everyone context on the show. But this is a couple of friends talking. Um, we really just wanted to talk. Uh, you know, we're we're two two agency owners. A lot of people from the outside might say, "Hey, they're they're competitors," but really, we feel more like colleagues. We're building something together with the Ecom Cooperative um that david's you know david's a founder of but i was an early member and i've had a lot of fun being a part of all of those events um before we jump into everything that we're doing today um and i know we've shared this story before but i always start out with a little bit of the hero story at the beginning getting to know my guests getting to know just like where their background comes from how do you become an amazon expert how do you become a founder um no, let's talk about like just um, David's early years. Like, did you always know you were going to be an entrepreneur? Did you have like a an entrepreneurial father? Like, how did you get into starting an agency? Like, where did it begin? So I, I was always the one that was like of all, of all, in the friend group. I was always the one making the, the, the parties. Uh, my friend's parents were out of town. All of a sudden we had a house full of people there. There was just always, you know, things being coordinated and planned and you're the lifestyle guy strategized yeah um i believe it or not i i despised the e-commerce industry i didn't okay. like it it was too much work back in the day and and nobody really knew how to do it and i i was good at it and i i kind of started it like straight out of high school um it was like my summer job i would like list products uh okay. for, for an arbitrage teller someone who just get his hands on anything and sell it uh, and I would list the products and he would, you know, give me lists of items that he could get and I would list them on Amazon. And that's really my entrance into Amazon. But uh, it was something I did for convenience. Um, like it's, it's like spending money. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. I'd get paid per listing. I'd get in early morning. I'd like leave. Again, it was a summer job. So I was trying to like be in the office as little as possible. Maybe that has something to do with like my taste <laughs> for it in the beginning. Um, it wasn't something I was doing because I was enjoying it. It was something I was doing because it was something I could do and it was easy and Believe it or not, there was not many people who knew how to create Amazon pages and Amazon listings. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I started that, and then somehow along the way, I just kept on sticking in the Amazon industry and the e-commerce industry. I remember like distinctly one time I went for a job interview, and I I was like, it was a big big company that I really wanted to work for, and I wanted to I wanted to get a sales job. Anybody who I knew who was successful was doing sales, and I remember I went to them and I'm like, hey, I want to get a sales job, and the guy tells me. I'll hire you, but 
you should not be working in sales. You should be working in e-commerce because that's where all your experience is. And somehow that just it like sales though. E-commerce is sales. It's digital sales. We yes. just have to do some I'm of the technical stuff too. Traditional retail sales, meaning you have a product, you, you go to buyers, you make relationships, you sell all day, you get a commission of your sales and you're in control of your own income in that, in that, you know, yeah. aspect. So uh, obviously, of course, everything I'm doing still has sales related to it, but you know, it's e-commerce and, and it's uh, something that I, I always, like you asked, so I, I find it interesting that I did not want to do it. I thought it was something I didn't like and, and I didn't want to do. And someone just like explained to me real simple, like, why would you go and start at the bottom of a different industry when you know this, you're doing this, you're good at this? Um, he gave me some advice. I embraced it. Somehow along the way, I, I started doing consulting. One thing led to another and, and I worked for two agencies and then I opened Amazon Experts. Uh, and as they say, the rest is history. Um, so I, I do think that I always kind of like knew I wanted to do something, you know, there's employees, there's owners, there, there, you know, there's founders. Uh, I always knew that I would do something or at least become a partner. That's what I, my personal ambition was. Yeah. Um, I didn't, I didn't think I would, I would like start my own business. Uh, that's something that has a whole, a whole story for itself, but um, it's something that just happened. And it's just something that I went with. And like, I, like, you know, like I'm pointing out, I didn't really always think I would be doing. I, I actually, Traditionally, anybody anybody that, that I knew was doing sales, and I, I thought that that's what I would do. But Amazon was my calling, and uh, I'm, I'm grateful for that because now I love it. Yeah, no, I think uh, that's the same with me. You know, for me, it was music, and I hated selling. Like, you know, being on tour, um, I just wanted people to appreciate what I was doing or like what I was doing. I didn't want to have to convince them, if that made sense. Yeah. And that's what we do now, even with product photography and all that kind of stuff. We're essentially like telling our story in order to get them to convince them to buy. Um, but for the longest time, I just resisted it, you know, and it was it was really like falling in love with e-commerce and being passionate about it that made the selling easy for me. Because like, you know, I do believe like what we do um, as Amazon, as full like Amazon agencies, it's like we take brands, we take manufacturers, we take sellers that have problems and we help them. Uh, and so, you know, kind of reframing it that way was something that, no, I am aligned with that. I am aligned with like helping people out and let's crush it together and let's build some shit. Um, but I didn't see it as that, you know, at the beginning, I had seen my dad kind of try to do sales and fail, um, some stuff he was successful with, like, but he just didn't really believe in a lot of the products he was selling, I believe. And, um, you know, so it was kind of just like, I had a bad taste in my mouth for sales and it was like, I just want to. That's a really good point because I, I think that, you know, just doing a job is a job. But when I realized that I was helping people, that like I actually knew like knew some a stuff. recipe, like I, I could give value to people and actually help them grow a business, that was the most rewarding piece of it. And that's, I think, when I actually fell in love with the Amazon industry, that along with the community. I'm sure we're going to get to the community aspect of it, but I, yeah. I want to point out that when I realized that like, I was working with brands and I was working with clients and the things that we were doing were, were, were resulting in success. I think that's when I was like, oh, wow, I, I know what I'm doing. I know what I'm talking about. And, and we can actually have a successful business time and time again. And when you realize that, when you realize that, and, and another point you just mentioned about being confident, like when I make a sale, I, I agree with you. I don't like pushing. I don't push at all. I really don't. Um, but I, I, I enjoy it when I believe in the product. I, I love that about it. I love that I know what I'm selling works. I know what people 
um, you know, if somebody has a listing, for example, and they need uh, the listing to look nicer and the, that that better appeal is going to lead them to bigger sales. That's a that's a you no, know, it's a fact, you know, it's yeah. a fact. almost. Yeah, yeah. yeah no. I, and, and I think that that's where like it's, it's interesting because early on for me um working with brands even within a, a company as an e-commerce manager i was having those conversations with their sales guys because i was trying to get rid of resellers right as the company like working working as an e-commerce manager and i knew that they were selling to a, a brick and mortar somewhere in arkansas or chicago or somewhere that they were then putting it on amazon and i was brought in by the company to police amazon and essentially like clean it up so we were against each other kind of on the same team and um you know, my arguments to them were, you know, I'm in sales too. And if this was my region, so to speak, like I had the Midwest region or I have the e-commerce region or you have the Southwest, like I would be pissed that you're like taking sales from my region. Like this is my area. And, um, you know, kind of combating that from the e-commerce side really made me start thinking about e-commerce as a, as a sales division, you know, and then, um, later on down the road, both of us being founders, and now we sell what our agencies do. It's, it's interesting to find that you're now in sales, uh, even though you know, you're an e-commerce expert and built out a team, um, you've ended up back up in sales and selling what you're doing. So that's, that's, uh, that's a cool, that's a cool, funny that's a the cool way the world works. Yeah, yeah <laughs> exactly. You end up where you belong or where you wanted to be and just didn't see the path there. But you know, anyone that said that would say like, Early on, I saw myself in e-commerce. I don't think that ever happens around our space because e-commerce is something that just kind of happened and just exploded and like it's taken all of us along with it. Um, I don't think most of us saw ourselves, you know, running this type of business. But, um, you know, there's no looking back for me. I've been in it 10 years and, and I'm still like, it's still fun. It's still challenging. It continues to innovate. And like this community part of it, um, you know, that we're creating, I think with Ecom Cooperative. And I tell people because it's like, it's not that long ago. Like, I, you know, if I've been in space 10 years, I'm telling you not that long ago, at least here in the Midwest, maybe not in New York, not in Jersey, but here in the Midwest, like there wasn't anybody else, you know, there wasn't anybody else for me to talk to. There wasn't anybody else for me to say, Hey, how are you building this? Or how are you doing this? Or there's no guru or coaches or consultants you know it was like literally kind of just out here so i had no one telling me if it was cool or not um you know i was i just went from playing music and being part of a really cool community like i'd built a brand you know around music and um a band is a brand in a lot of ways and and i had a group of other musicians we played with all the time bands we go on tour with like i had a community and it's part of the reason i stayed in kansas city is i built a lot of following uh as fans so to speak or, or other musicians or other artists and uh they're all over the city now um but i went from that community building to it where my degree was where i sat and i felt like i was gonna die and uh then i found e-commerce and it was again another like okay i guess it is just a lonely thing kind of you know like you sit in a computer in a dark room and um you know i've been telling you about it but like even i think prosper was where i really like my eyes lit up a bit um, when I was just like, wow, this community has exploded and, uh, you know, I want to be a part of it. And, uh, I think, you know, you know that, you know, where my passion is, but I think the community part, I have to agree. I'm not sure I've ever vocalized it, but, um, it's something that's kind of reinvigorated me in the last two years. Like, you know, really the community is what's helping a lot of brands through the pandemic and, and, and beyond. Definitely. Um, I think that those two pieces of it 
the the helping people. I mean, it feels good when when you have the answers. That that's like that's like the 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 best way I could put the first part of it. Like the fact that you know people are coming to you to help them, and and a lot of the, a lot of the help that I know you do also, Andrew, is you just get on a phone call with somebody, and you know what? Maybe it's not the right fit for you. Maybe it's not, it's just something that doesn't you're, you're you don't align. Your goals don't don't match up, and you're just able to just say, hey, you're doing something wrong. Uh, hey, you need to do this. You, you know, you, you have to you're missing the boat on it. Like just something that you could just simply help someone only because you've been living it and you know, uh, and something they can't even see. Uh, I mean, helping people is a good feeling. And, and the fact that you, that you, that you're confident with what you're saying, like you, you know it because you've lived it. Like there's certain yep. things that I don't think I'd be able to notice if I didn't have that ability to look at a, a bunch of different selling accounts and selling trends and, and data. It's something that only if you're living it and, and, Living the consultant life, um, you have. I mean, I always say data is my best friend. I love, I love that the data that I get, uh, you know, access to, and and it's something that really, really helps you shape your your knowledge of the industry and and what to do and what not to do. Um, and then that second piece is the community, and I, you know, I, I love, I love that piece. I, I fell in love with with the community piece of 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 the Amazon community and the e commerce community, and. I think it's something that is only starting. I think it's like, you know, you mentioned Prosper as opening your eyes. I think that like even today, last week, this month, it's continuously evolving. The community is continuously getting bigger and better. And I'm proud that the Ecom Cooperative has even a, a piece of that. Uh, you yep. know, contributing towards the, the, the e-commerce community. So I think it's just fun to be a part of something where you know that your impact makes a difference. You know, it's like, like let's use real estate as an example. Uh, and you got a hold for me. I see a cameo here. We're going to make an introduction. But like just to round out my thought, um, you know, it's like real estate, for example, is something as old as time. People have been buying and selling land and property. Like you get into it, you might make your money, but you're going to get in and get out to actually make a name, to change the industry, to change the way things are doing. is very difficult in e-commerce right now. Even if e-commerce is 20 years old plus, it's like people like me and you, um, newcomers, even developers, people are coming into the space and just like, you know, creating waves. And I think it's a fun time to be a part of it. But without further ado, we just had someone walk in the room, the other part of the Ecom Cooperative, um, and a good friend, Frank Acosta. Welcome to the show. What's up, Andrew? How are you, man? I had to, I had two good people on here. I had David and I had you. I said, wait a minute. I got to at least show my face for five seconds, man. So no, I love it. I know you guys are at AMZ love. Innovate. It's great to have you. Yeah. Uh, Frank Acosta is the founder of Creative Percent, um, a, a branding agency that honestly is one of the first that I know of that's focusing on branding, A-plus pages, video content, specifically for Amazon sellers. I'm sure he covers all of e-commerce, but one mm -hmm. first to hone in on this space. He's at all the events, pulled off an amazing dinner in Miami with, yeah, along with you, David and, and a host of cast. Um, it's, it's great to have you. I'm going to have to have you on here for your own interview. I'm going to grill you with some of these questions like I'm giving David. Yeah, no um, doubt, man, no doubt. I just, but, look, man, the, the, this Amazon is growing. We're all growing. Um, this industry's. You know, a lot of people think, hey, wait, it's too late. You know, like I didn't, I didn't get the first juice. And the reality is that there's a long way to go. Um, there's a lot of, there's new accounts coming up daily. There's, a, there's, there's new agencies blowing up daily. And, you know, it's an industry to be in right now. It's very hot. I'm excited. And just wanted to say hi. Um, continue doing what you guys are doing. I'll definitely show up to one of your podcasts and keep pushing, man. Thank you so much for the support, Andrew. Um, you're, you're, you're one of ours, man. Frank. 
always a pleasure to the startup hustle listeners um frank is a character like he is he's a he's a voice in e-commerce we're having a lot of fun with the e-com cooperative and getting a chance to you know i'm here in the midwest and these are these are new york guys jersey guys um so you know we're the the community is just really spreading and um you know we were just down in miami last week i think as a group um, doing a lot of things down there with the community so Pleasure as always, and we'll have you on the show yeah, soon. No doubt, no doubt. Keep, keep, keep interviewing this amazing guy over here, man. Keep yeah, we got it. All right, David, back to back to the show. Um, <laughs> I love Frank so much. Uh, you know, he's just he's a personality. I can see he got some rest. You guys are smiling today. I know last week in Miami, you guys were stressed. Uh, but if you weren't stressed, the event probably wouldn't have been amazing. So you know, I know how those things go. Um, yeah. You guys are Amazon Innovate, right? Correct. AMZ Innovate, yes, yes. AMZ Innovate, um, another great conference out of out of New York, out of Jersey. New York, right in the heart of uh, of uh, Times Square. Uh, so we got the, we got some action this morning. Uh, it's an all day event, jam packed with the best sellers, uh, the best speakers in the industry, and amazing sellers in the industry. Um, uh, definitely a worthwhile event to go to. I mean, we just had to go a couple. It wasn't it wasn't a long drive for us from Jersey, but. Uh, you know, it's anytime you have a good event and it's in your backyard, it's it's just all the be- all the better. You know, you don't have. Yeah, to. I think I think you guys are primed, honestly, there in New York. I mean, I know that's the probably the, probably assumed by a lot of people, but it's not really the case. Like, you know, a lot of these industries can pop over in any city, really. Um, and Tel Aviv exploding, you know, with e-commerce. That's a big city right now that everybody's talking about. A lot of uh, development coming out of Tel Aviv. Um, but something I've realized, you know, to to our listeners, a lot of our listeners are here in the Midwest and we grew right here in Kansas City. So, you know, while we have uh, thousands of listeners all over the world, um, New York is just a spot exploding with e-commerce growth from like, you know, from the docks in Jersey to distribution there on the East Coast to um, a lot of the major brands and, and even Amazon legal, uh, like the the area of growth that's happened there is coming out of New York. Um, just an awesome place to be right now. Uh, it feels like the heart of e-commerce to me. I always say uh, I love that New York is our stomping ground. Uh, it's a great place to be. Um, I, I kind of feel lucky that I started out in the industry when I started out in the location that I started out in. Um, I think that that part of the, the opportunity was made for me because of those two things. Uh, you know, timing is everything. And I, I started out not not 10 years ago. You have you have a couple of years on me. I'm about six or seven years in this. Um, but definitely six or seven years ago, I'm sure you remember it was a different time. A uh, lot of opportunity. And like like you're saying that this we're in the heart of the heart of the of the manufacturing. Uh, you know, there's a lot of a lot of Amazon potential Amazon sellers and Amazon sellers in New York. Uh, so it's a great place to to be, a hundred percent. Okay, so we've talked about we talked about some of the origin. We talked about um, we had a cameo from Frank. Um, you know, we've talked about the Ecom Cooperative, and just to like round that out in the community piece, like the Ecom Cooperative is a collection of service providers um, that work together to just really bring anything and everything that a potential brand, manufacturer, seller on Amazon might need from translations to 
logistics to sourcing product to um you know full service agencies like ours the photography like you know the ecom cooperative has it all if you're looking for those types of things it's an amazing thing for you to join especially if you're a little late to the game and don't have that network built out i think it's an even better opportunity for you for me it's just been an awesome way you know i could spend three years probably just spending time meeting everyone in the cooperative and that'd be good enough for me because it's a great collection of people we've already made money uh you know networking i think i even reached out this last week about a random brand that needed warehousing and boom it was like a plug-in a plug-and play for them there on the east coast so appreciate making that intro but for i just want to give people an idea of what the ecom cooperative is before we moved on because i want to spend the rest of our time kind of talking about what today's title is about i've got an expert on the other side of the mic Let's talk about optimizing your content on Amazon. Let's get into a little bit of technical details and give some people some like, you know, actionable takeaway value. Um, you know, we're a full service agency. I don't always go into the details of what all those are, but I think today we could, um, you know, let's talk about optimizing your content on Amazon. Let's, let's set, let's set up a scenario here and I want you to kind of just run with it. But like, let's say we've got a brand coming to you. They're like, David, um, you know, we're not on Amazon. Or we're on Amazon, you know, we've just kind of got things basically set up. We've tried to do it our best in-house. We can't. We need some more expertise. We need to bring in some, like, you know, some experts into um, into what we're doing. And you're taking a look at their content, okay? Like, in let's just say it's a little subpar. Like, what are some of the things you're thinking about? What are some of the things that you're telling them to do to optimize their content on Amazon, to bring it to the next level like, like some of the best sellers are doing? So I think that... When you're talking about launching on Amazon, step one is going to be you have to make sure that your products are are set for success. You need to make sure that you have a, a big catalog. You need to make sure that every product comes with a certain amount of assets, uh, assets being images, uh, graphic design on some of these images. Uh, what does that mean? Let's, let, let's talk about that because I think it's huge and it's missed. Yeah. You know, the last conference I was at, I think I talked to too many sellers that were getting stuff off Fiverr and no, no hate on that. Uh, I'm sure there's some great designers there. You can really make something out of nothing, but what does it mean to have good images on Amazon? Like, so, you know, so that there's obviously image one, you don't really get much to work with. You just have to make sure you have a, a high resolution image that's zoomable and, uh, you know, the right angle. Uh, I don't think I've ever cracked the, the, the one size fits all for image one. Um, I have like a little bit of a recipe that I follow, uh, which is image one, white background, nothing, can't touch it. Image two and three, we typically try to uh, incorporate lifestyle images. So if that's a model image, uh, if that's a, a image of the product in a beautiful lifestyle setting, sorry for the background noise, guys. Um, if there's, uh, if there, if you can, if you have the assets to, to like the, the, the features and the, and the, the call out points to highlight, uh, we like to make infographic images, call out images. That's usually when you have the product and then you have little lines and it's like a, a the, the line leads to a circle that's zoomed into the item. Uh, or you can even have just a bunch of bullet points with nice little icons, uh, you know, just to give you a visual, visual on the product. Um, so the infographic, the lifestyles, we also have another type of image, which we love to incorporate a brand image. I don't see many people doing that. Mm -hmm. um, and a brand image does not have the, does not have the product in the image at all. It actually just has the vibe you're going for the, the, you know, basically the mood, the, the mood, the, the, you know, the, the message you're trying to give, it's not necessarily supposed to sell the product. People might be, you know, um, 
like people might understand that concept because of the fact that we have enhanced brand content, which is which is kind of aimed at trying to showcase the brand a little bit. So I like to just spill that into the images as well. And, and that's definitely something that I follow. Most of the projects uh, of the listings that we work on are going to have that breakdown of a couple of lifestyle, a couple of infographic, one brand image, and then uh, the main image as well. Um, and honestly, the, the images are, are only the beginning you know, obviously the, the enhanced brand content has to be consistent. It has to be uh, a little bit different, but it has to still stay true to the overall vibe yeah. and feel you're going for. Um, it's, it's extremely important. I believe that the images and the enhanced brand content are the most important pieces of, of, uh, of, you know, that making that sale, converting into sales. That's um, why I wanted, to, that's why I wanted to dig in there because I think that was the answer I really wanted was, um, you know, it's not just lifestyle images, throw, throw a model in one, have a good white background image, um, you know, have some branded stuff. It's cohesiveness. It's like how to get the story told through the images. It's like being very intentional about what those call outs are. And, you know, if you've got some value props on your position, uh, on your product, maybe it's, uh, you know, it's quality or it's like organic or it's handmade or it's any number, it's premium, any number of those things. Like you can't have customers guessing what you're trying to tell them in the photo like hit them in the face with it don't put too much you know just one or two great call outs on an image i think is really where the where the sexy sauce is um and you know i just i, I wanted to really bring that up because i think it's it's way more value than people think you know in a lot of other areas it's less is more you know instagram if, if we've got content creators for instagram or uh, they don't have all those call outs on the images you know it's a lifestyle image with maybe a caption below it that's 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 what you go with on amazon it's not the case um and so spending time on those things or getting an expert to help you dial in your message dial in your product's message is like the difference in having an amazing converting product or not. And um, I took way too long in my career. I think it was because a lot of the sellers I was working with just didn't want to invest in, into imagery. And I was not a designer myself, so I couldn't do it myself. And so I just kind of went along with the sellers and, and, you know, focus on the areas they wanted to focus on. But later in my career, um, I'm like, this is a huge, huge, huge opportunity for optimizing and something that doesn't get enough credit. So thanks for giving us like some insights on that. Um, what else goes into optimizing your content on Amazon? Is it just on the product page? What else we have on the product page? What else we have like in regards to content here? So obviously you have the, the title, the bullets, the description, the backend keywords, uh, very important. Um, you know, there, there's so many different strategies and, and ways to do that. I don't really have a recipe. We just, we have a few, a few styles that we go after. Okay. Um, most recently than, than, than ever, I guess now we're, we're, we're leaning more towards less is more. I think you mentioned okay. that, um, yeah. instead of keyword stuffing, which I think was the popular strategy for a couple of years, uh, about a year ago, uh, that maybe have changed. And now I think we, we we're more about the, the process of, uh, you know, narrowing down the keywords we're going to utilize, narrowing down the keywords we're going to actually try to index for. Obviously, you got to make sure that you have a good chance at a good click-through rate. Um, you have to make sure that you choose wisely. And, you know, there's so many different uh, rules changing with character counts and, and uh, you know, just styles that, that some people like to do the all caps in the beginning of the bullets. Uh, that's something that I, I definitely used to do a lot of, definitely moving away from that now. And it just overall, everything is, is, is the, the strategy, in my opinion, is, is to now try to get the right keywords in there, not just everything under the sun. 
do a little bit of, 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 of strategy, do a little bit of, 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 you know, narrowing down and, and try to go with less uh, keywords that are more impactful, that will actually do you, do you well and, and bring you sales. There's no, there's no need to go after hundreds of keywords when you can get everything you want off, off of a handful of them. So I think the, I think the, the summary there is like the 80, 20 rule. And I honestly concur. Um, you know, we've never linked up on this stuff, but we're on the same page and I, I would 100% agree, um, in that strategy. <clears throat> I think before it was, what can we do to get attention, to stand out, to like, you know, really just like make a difference. And like, we're figuring out, okay, like, we don't have to do a thousand percent of a thousand percent of the options. Like these are all good things, but how can I stand out in the images um, in the same way that I used to try to stand out in the copy? And as more sales go to mobile, that keyword stuffing approach, um, you know, just doesn't really work. And another thing I would say, and and I tread lightly here, but I feel like, you know, a big it's, it's the elephant in the room to talk about China uh, because, you know, they're manufacturing and they've got better pricing than us and a whole lot of things. Um, I think the branding piece and the storytelling piece to American buyers is really the piece where we can stand out because we live here, we're American. Um, and, and China seems to be, they, they're great at copying, right? So even if they're coming out with their own products, they're copying the way that we're doing things on Amazon, right? And just doing it better. So a way to stand out now, uh, China has China key, keyword stuffs. A lot of their listings is the less is more approach. I, I believe that. And I think the way that you now test all those keywords like we used to, where we stuffed them into the bullet points and description and things like that is, is through PPC. And so, you know, you've got the 80, 20 rule going on your listings with the more intentional keywords, the ones you really want. And then you're testing through PPC. Is that true? Are these the best keywords? What about these other hundred? How will they do? Maybe we should replace one or two. Um, but more so just a, a, a more beautiful, cohesive, branding optimized listing on smartphones um which is where the less is more if you've got a whole page on a smartphone of just one bullet point no one is reading that you know so you just got to think like a buyer don't just optimize on a desktop like look at your mobile stuff like that what are some of the other areas outside of the pdp page um you know where where a seller or manufacturer should be thinking about optimizing content so i i can't believe i didn't start with this um i usually like I have like a default response to the question you asked me in the beginning. Uh, and the answer is the, 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 the response I, I, I'm going for is, I guess it starts before Amazon. Okay. You, you need to have your brand assets, you know, and, and shout out to Frank who, who cameoed a couple minutes ago. Um, so the, the branding and the, and the, you know, all, all these assets that you're trying to create, obviously you, it's going to be so much easier for you to do the job on Amazon if you have that created. Uh, and not to say that we cannot create from scratch some branding and, and make make an identity within Amazon. But um, I think that before you get to Amazon, you have to just make sure to have your 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 Pantone colors and your your you know your logo and and you know slogans if you have them and and demographics and whatever you can get to form your brand identity with that brand identity, you're going to then go ahead and, and use all the pieces you have to, to communicate your message and your, and your mission and, you know, all, all the, all the promises you're giving to the clients um, through the images and through the, the assets and the listing, the, the copy, the, the enhanced brand content, even the storefront. Um, you just have to take advantage of everything you can today uh, and I, I think it's important to note that it starts before you're even on Amazon. It starts as just 
what's the brand identity? Um, You're exactly right. And I honestly had a call right before this one, um, a couple calls before uh, that we had the same conversation, David. It was it was um, skincare line. You know, he's five years old. He like his timing was right in creating a brand for Amazon. His friends were getting into it, all that kind of stuff. He cared about product development, but like the marketing, the PPC, that kind of stuff he kind of shied away from. And he got a couple of bad partners um, along the way trying to help him do that. And I was talking to him about, you know, I'm just looking at the images and I'm kind of talking to him about what we do and how I would need to help and skincare and cosmetics is one of the hard ones, you know, so you've really got to have an amazing story. Why does a, someone want to use your product to make themselves feel more beautiful or more clean or healthier? Like, you know, it's really what you're thinking like. And it's like, look, if you're not telling them exactly why you created this product, why it's better than the rest, why they need to try something new, um, you know, like what the value add is there. Like, you know, he, he's storytelling. He's like, yeah, I've just been told this so much. I've been told this so many times, like everyone's saying, you know, you got to do a better job with your content. I've just spent money on it. And, you know, he's being burned out. And I think I can definitely relate to him of just being told something over and over and over and you're trying to do it and you paid to do it and then it's still not right. Um, you know, but ultimately what I said was, you know, I'm not sure it's almost like dating and maybe you dated a girl that was dating a shitty guy and you're like, look, I'm not a bad guy. Like just, you know, and you're trying to convince them and you got to show them. And I think that that's what, you know, you've gotten a lot of advice. I was telling him, like, you've probably gotten a lot of advice and they know what to do. They just don't know how to necessarily get that out of you. Um, and, you know, him being the founder of the company, like, why did you make this and why is this product better than the rest? And if I'm looking at a shelf of 10 of these, can you as the founder tell me why? I should buy this. And if it's not clear to me, then what am I doing? I'm not buying your product. I'm going to the next guy. And so, you know, that really resonated with him. But I think you're exactly right. It starts before Amazon. And it can happen once you're there. But you're really just thinking about, I want to tell a story of our products. And, you know, in the early days of Amazon, I think that's where it's, it's just evolving so, so fast that it used to just be, you just had to be the first organic skincare product on Amazon and you would do well. It used uh, to be that you would list it and that was it. You didn't even have to advertise. Um, I don't even think inventory was as big of a concern. Um, today, if you don't have sufficient inventory and the ability to forecast that and replenish it aggressively and, and at the right times, um, you, you could you could suffer inventory limitations. And that's just step one. Uh, advertising is a must. Uh, I don't. I don't even think I, I, I'm confident in somebody trying to run a business without advertising. Uh, it's just one of the things that I, I've made peace with. Maybe other people haven't, but it's you know for me it's so simple that if you don't have the inventory, if you don't have the advertising budget set aside, uh, it's a pay-to-play market. Uh, I'll never stop saying that. And then again, you have to be willing to invest into the assets of the brand and the assets of the product and the listing on Amazon. Um, from from all the things we mentioned, images, copy, uh, EBC, storefronts, videos. Uh, I wanted to talk to about that. I was going to talk about video and Amazon posts and Amazon Live and, and like product inserts. Like I just want to cover some of the areas of content. Like you don't have to speak to all of them individually. But speaking of optimizing those, is, and I think for someone that's listening that doesn't have any of these, it's like, oh, my God, like where do I even start? It's not just like these broad things. It's It's the the privilege of being an agency owner and seeing 300 brands come through your agency and being like, I saw this one, it was 191 and they did this amazing thing with inserts. Let me tell you about it. You know, and it's, 
that's what you're really getting when you're getting an agency owner that's worked on multiple projects instead of just your brand. It's like these areas that we're talking about. It's here's a great example. Here's a great template for doing one yourself and getting started. And maybe you're starting with a C plus version or a B plus version. Um, you know, but the goal is to optimize and just really dial in everything that you're doing. Um, you know, Amazon Post, Amazon Live. Uh, what do you think about these areas of content right now? Are they new? Are they worth our time exploring? You know, what are you doing when, when customers ask you about so it? So there's definitely, they're definitely new. Uh, Amazon Lives are something I haven't really dabbled with as much as I want to. Um, our, our, our boy Frank is actually launching a service for Amazon Lives, which is exciting. Okay. Um, we have some people waiting uh, to get that, to, to try that out. So that's going to be fun. Um, and then the social aspect of Amazon is something that I really think is worth mentioning. Um, Amazon is making strides to become more of a social marketplace. Uh, you know, everyone's aware of the, uh, of the follow button that storefronts have. Um, and again, I, I think we brushed over videos a little bit too quickly. Videos, I, I, I heard somebody else say this and I'm, I'm going to steal it. The, 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 the 2021 year was the year of videos. And while this year uh, you might be ahead of the game if you have a video on your product and you're advertising with a video. And I mean, anybody that's, that's running ads will tell you video ads are, are doing things that are def definitely worth looking at. Um, so so I, I think that, that with videos you have, uh, you know, if you do it in 2021, you're ahead of the game. But if, if, you're, if you're trying to add videos in 2022, you're not ahead of the game. You're just catching up. So yep. I think this was the year of videos. I think that, uh, you know, just like maybe a, a while ago, if you were advertising, you were special and you were doing something different that other people were not. Now we're about to see that transition with videos. Eventually yep. it's going to be, if you don't have a video, you're just playing catch up. You're just coming and, and, and trying to compete with people who have more to work with than you do. Um, I mean, think about it. You're, you're searching on Amazon and you see a beautiful product versus you're searching on Amazon and you see a beautiful product come to life in a video. Uh, the yep. audio, the audio doesn't play off the bat. That's something you get to choose whether you want to hear it or not. Um, but for the most part, you're getting, you're going to get a, a real good understanding of the product and whatever vibe they're trying to show you uh, a video. I mean, they say a picture's worth a thousand words. So how many words a video? video worth, right? A hundred percent, a hundred percent. You know, one thing I'm going to harp on, I said, again, I, not making fun of Fiverr as a company. I'm talking about investing in the right areas and, and investing in someone that's going to create great stuff for you. We talked about Frank. Um, you know, I've got great video resources as well. And it's like, you know, video used to be a very expensive thing to do. I think videographers are trying to adapt and figure out how to, you know, how to make video productions just for a single product at an affordable rate. And, um, you know, speaking to that, it's like, look, it used to just be even in the difference in six months, it used to just be put a small, uh, you know, stop motion graphic video together, or, you know, throw some images together that rotate between the product. Um, and that will get you in the game, you know, that will get you being able to run a video ad or something like that. But there is a difference between a good photo and a bad photo. And there's a difference between a good converting video and a bad video. Um, you know, so this is your representation of your brand. This is your cohesiveness. Um, you know, again, bringing it back to mobile, I send a text to you. If I send a link to an Amazon listing to you in a text message an iMessage, um, or I think with us, it's, it's, uh, WeChat. Uh, but like I send a video link to you immediately. It's the video that starts playing on that listing. Uh, you know, so 
thinking about mobile like you have to you have to optimize for different devices for me it's like with the video we got to start thinking about the captions and the subtitles on the videos because people are watching in quiet maybe they're on their bathroom break uh you know maybe they're in church uh you know shopping like who knows what they're doing but like you have to optimize for converting as if they're watching a slideshow of videos as well and selling that message so um, I just like giving some actionable items on some of the things we're talking about. So um, because I think enough people are not thinking about these things as as this is your voice to selling your product. This is as if you're selling sitting in the room saying, hey, there's 10 products here. Let me tell you why mine's the best. And that's the kind of opportunity you're getting with the, with the content on Amazon is your ability to kind of say that and have it speak for you. So thanks for sharing on those. Um, as we wrap up here, just like coming toward the end, because I think we could keep talking. I could definitely take this a different direction. We're creating content right now, uh, even off Amazon. You're kind of the content king. You're always going live, getting people at events to take pictures and just, you know, creating content is part of your daily routine almost 24 um, seven. Where can people go to find your podcast? Where can people go to engage with you on LinkedIn or social media? Amazon experts, if they're looking for help or in their New York area, wanting to know how to be part of the e cooperative, where do people find David Day on um, in, in a way to connect? So um, if you're interested in reaching out to Amazon experts, you'd reach out to info at Amazon experts. Okay. Uh, Amazon experts is with no E before the X. So that's just Amazon XPERTS.com. Um, and I'm very active on LinkedIn. So I'll just lead with that. I like, I like LinkedIn as a platform. Um, I, I try to limit my social media on a day-to-day basis, especially during the workday. I don't consider LinkedIn social media. I think it, I think of it like business social media. Yeah. Um, I've definitely made business on, on, on LinkedIn and, uh, it's somewhere that like I try to spend at least 10 minutes a day on LinkedIn. Uh, unfortunately today I did not get to do that. Today, my content, person. my content creation was more, um, taking pictures at AMZ innovate, <laughs> but, um, but I love LinkedIn and I'm very active there. I'm pretty active on Facebook as well. Um, and you know, I'm, I mean, I'm happy to, to just talk strategy with people. Uh, I, I actually enjoy that. Um, just to, just to understand and, and just try to help if I can forget about working with them. I, I that, that's like my favorite part of this. Just talking to people, understanding where they're coming from and seeing if there's anything that I can easily help them with just by a quick conversation and a quick suggestion uh, from something that I that I am able to leverage my, my experience from. Um, so, I, I mean, I'm happy to talk to anybody and, and, you know, see if there's any value I can bring them. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, I definitely love the, the community that we're in and it's such a such an amazing um, thing to be part of. And I, I feel like if I could give back a little bit, I want to. Um, speaking of that, speaking of that in the community, just as we round out, and I'll have all of those links in the bottom of our show notes as well for anyone that's just, you know, fi- finding us um, on Spotify or, or YouTube or wherever you come across us. I also have links to everything you mentioned. But um, we talked about the dinner earlier in the Ecom Cooperative. Um, you know, we've pulled off two amazing dinners, one one in, uh, in Brooklyn, I believe, and, and one in Miami. Uh, I get the areas of New York confused a little. I'm still new, but I think there's one in Brooklyn and an amazing one in Miami last week. Do we have plans for for the next one? Um, you know, where can people at least be following along for when that's announced? Okay, so the Ecom Cooperative. Uh, you did ask me about the Ecom Cooperative. The Ecom Cooperative uh, has a wonderful website where, if you visit, you'll be prompted to sign up to our community uh, and you know keep keep in touch about about all of our events and and keep updated on, on anything that we're doing. Um, we are definitely hard at work on sellers dinner three. 
Um, my, you know, Brooklyn was amazing. We had about 120 people. Um, Miami was even better. We had about 250 people. Um, we're not sure if we're trying to scale up to 500 or get a smaller location with a more intimate venue. Still, still a lot of pieces in the air, but we are looking at Q1 of 2022. Um, and definitely stay tuned. You can visit uh, theecomcooperative.com and sign up, like I mentioned. Um, and you can also find the Ecom Cooperative on any social platform. Uh, it's, it sounds, it's spelled how it sounds, and it's uh, definitely something worth following. Uh, definitely something with, like you mentioned earlier in the episode, bigger than any one agency, any one founder, any one company. It's a collaboration of good people, uh, and yeah. it's just meant to help people. And, and that's what I, th- I think everybody involved is just trying to do. So Yeah, if you guys aren't sold, I'll just say I've been to a lot of events this year. It was freaking awesome. One of the best events I've been to this year. I had a ton of fun. Um, got to meet one of my business partners for the very first time. He came to the dinner um, we just been connected online, you know, we talk every week, but we had yet to meet in person. So that was especially special for me. Um, you know, made it a night that I, that I won't forget. So super awesome, David, it's been awesome having you on the show. I know we talk all the time. We're buddies, we're texting, but, um, as a professional, uh, amazing to have you on the show and just get to pick your brain around Amazon and your journey here. Um, can't wait to have you back and to our hustlers. Thanks for tuning in. Shout out to our sponsor, FullScale.io, helping you build software teams quickly and affordably. Thank you, everyone. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be here. Have a great day, everybody. Startup Hustles brought to you by FullScale.io, helping you build a software team quickly and affordably. Make sure you reach down and hit that subscribe button, then come find us on Instagram. See you next time. Like we do it, like we do it, like we do it. Cause no one can do it like we do it, like we do it, like we do it, like we do it.